Hey, good morning and welcome to Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And what a great day it is here in the Valley of the Sun. I actually heard it might rain, not today, but possibly sometime tomorrow. That's a big deal down here. I I actually forgot what rain looks like. Uh, but uh, fingers crossed we may see it. Uh, winter has struck in all places all over the, the country. And welcome to Monday, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and all kinds of things. We got so many things to talk about. There was a... Uh, a I'll call it a special meeting. I won't call it emergency. But Jay Powell was at the White House this morning uh, with Steve Mnuchin and the president. Uh, you, you can only imagine what it is that they're talking about. Uh, uh, we'll get to that. Gold's rallying. Silver's rallying. We'll, we'll get to all of that. Uh, I want to thank Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he has all but guaranteed us we won't have to see him uh, in the NFL again uh, after the debacle this weekend. You know, if you want to play football, play football. If you want to be a uh, make a political statement, well, that, that belongs somewhere else. Uh, I won't say anything other than thank you very much. Uh, if you don't think, if you don't think everything you hear, not... Obviously not everything, not this show. Of course, we don't have sponsors. Uh, I own it. Uh, The radio station, by the way, in case you missed it on Friday, uh, December the 3rd, uh, we will be officially uh, signing paperwork, uh, getting all all the I's and the T's dotted, and we'll officially be uh, in our hands. And at that point, uh, we'll have another uh, major announcement coming Uh, very quickly after that so be ready for that and thank everybody all you great people and not just you colorado people all you arizona people uh that go to 1360khnc.com and and all of you all over the country all over the world uh thank you very much but uh like i was beginning to say you have to understand everything that you hear with the exception of a very few is things they want you to hear uh, there was a radio station in Denver uh, over the weekend if I'm sure you if you uh, go to the places I go I'm sure you saw it uh, where right in the middle of the show they threw them off the air fired them because well, they they were they're a conservative station, and he uh, wasn't talking positively about Donald Trump. And out you go, uh, and, and that's kind of really everything on both sides. Don't think it's just a, a liberal thing, because it's not. Uh, both sides. Uh, it's why I hope all of you out there uh, support thirteen sixty KHNC. That that is something we would never do. Uh, our 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 hosts have the freedom to speak their minds, and uh, that's just how it is. And you know, free speech used to mean something. And you think about all of really the the things that we used to take for granted. You know, 
the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, right? It, it's just being attacked and, and eroded uh, little by little by little. And if you don't go along with them, uh, you're a racist, you're a bad guy, you're fired, right? Whatever it may be, uh, it, it's absolutely uh, something where you, you almost are in disbelief because you, you don't want to believe it. Right? You don't want to believe it's true, but it is. Right and and uh, and again, it's true on both sides. Uh, apparently, you know, if you're a if you're a good conservative, you you won't be critical. And 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 let's face it, being president's a tough job. I don't even know why Donald Trump wanted that job. I I wouldn't want it. You know, you used to be. You know, growing up, you wanted. Hey, my kid can grow up to be the president. I can assure you, I've told both of my kids. Yeah, you don't want that job. Right? You don't want that job. Uh, but but nonetheless, uh, we're excited about it. we got great things that are happening, uh, and we'll give you more details as we get closer. Uh, really interesting morning early this morning. If you were up early, you're like, hey, gold's down another 10. Right? Dow's uh, another record high, and all, all this uh, trade this and trade that, and everything's going to be great. And remember, I tell you, there's only really a couple of people you need to listen to, and they're not the ones talking. Uh, but but this morning, some realities were laid out when it comes to trade. We're not near a deal. A deal isn't close. It's not intimate. It's not well. It, it's close if we want to cave. There you go. How about that? A deal is close if we want to give in. I don't think the president's going to. We'll talk about that as well. And then, you know, and, and I've said this from the beginning. You know what this is about. It's not about trade. It's about power. It's about being a superpower. And some people out there are finally starting to wake up and get it. Of course, I've been telling you this uh, for a while now. China wants to control the entire world. You have to understand it. They want what we have, period. They want to call the shots. They want to be, uh, what, you know, who countries call when when there's a problem, right? They want their aircraft carriers and their troops uh, over there. They want to be the ones giving the investment for the raw materials and the ports and all of those things. Make no mistake about it, this isn't a trade war. Something far, far worse than that. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. If you're wondering how my son's game went, uh, a resounding victory, very convincing victory for the Saints. So we're on to the, uh, the semifinals of, of the 5A. We play again uh, this Friday. And uh, good luck to Campo Verde. That's who we're going to be playing uh, this Friday on a quest to go back to the 5A state title game for the third year in a row. Uh, my son had a pick in the game, so that's always exciting. And uh, just good things happen in there. So just, now that I've got that out of the way, I forgot to mention that. Uh, actually, we had some customers call and ask. Uh, and just been an incredibly busy morning today. And, I, you know, you never know why. Uh, but a, a lot of new customers again. Listen, you know you need to do it. 
And it doesn't matter today, tomorrow, next week. You know, trying to time the bottom doesn't work. I was having a great, uh, great conversation this morning with uh, a new customer, Bob, uh, from Winslow. And we were kind of laughing because, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, should he buy today, next week, whenever it may be. And, and, and he laughed with me. And he's like, you know, come on, let's not kid ourselves. I know if I, if I lock it in today, it's going to go down. And of course, if 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 I don't lock it in, it'll go up. Uh, he actually got it right though, because this morning I was on the phone with him earlier this morning. Gold was down ten. Gold's now up six, uh, fourteen seventy five, and rising here as news is spread that the trade deal not nearly as close as we think. And finally, you know, and I haven't seen a lot of this. But I, I've told you how many times this isn't about trade, right? You do know that, right? I think we were uneducated like usual, right? The mainstream media, because remember, they only want to tell you what they want you to know, right? They led us to believe that without soybeans from us and without food from us, that China couldn't feed itself. Obviously, that's not true. Right? Apparently, Brazil and Russia and Argentina and who knows who else, hey, they had soybeans too. And I guess one of the things we didn't count on, uh, all of the swine flu thing with the pigs all dying, that was really what China was buying it for, uh, was to feed uh, the, the, the hogs. They, they used soybeans uh, to feed hogs and, and you know what if you lost if you lost half your hogs well it kind of goes to be like well we probably need half the amount of soybeans uh, but the and then you start thinking about all this stuff that we've been you know we remember the deal was close in April uh, the president even last month yeah you know what he said oh we've made a deal that's what he said that they had made a deal and China was going to buy $50 billion worth of food and and they were just working out some details. And, and of course, you know what, that isn't true either. I don't think that, that that's possible. No one's talked about that $50 billion in, in weeks now uh, because China's let it be known, hey, listen, we'll buy what we need. And if you're the cheapest, we'll buy it from you. And a lot of times we are, so... Uh, but but neither here nor there. I'll give you another example why this isn't about trade. You know that, uh, I think it was Thursday, Eric did that story about Ford and the new Mustang, right? The, the Mach-E, the electric Mustang. And it wasn't even, it's like a, an SUV kind of looking vehicle, kind of a weird looking vehicle. And uh, they're all excited about it. Today, I found out Ford's not even building that car here. Matter of fact, Ford said, hey, if the trade deal can get solved, we're going to build it in China. That's what they said. They're not even lying about it. Hey, we're not building that here. You know what? If we build it here, we can't make any money. And if we can't build it in China, we're going to build it in Mexico. And so just know this. This isn't about trade. This was never about trade. And then this morning, for the first time, and I and I and I don't I don't have it on twenty four hours a day, so maybe other people are saying it. 
Uh, but Florida, uh, the Republican Senator Rick Scott was was on TV, and he was talking about this deal with China, and and he said the trade deal between the U.S. and China isn't going to solve long-standing issues between the two nations. Communist China wants to control the entire world, including Americans. And I don't know when it happened. When did we stop when did we start dropping communist China? When did that happen? Right? You used to always, you know, red China, communist China. Now it's just China, right? They never say communist anymore. Why? Because I don't want you to think like that. Right? If we stop saying it, you'll just say China, China. I do it. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do better. And every time I talk about China, I'm going to try to remember to put the word communist. Cause, and I've told you this. What we want them to do when it comes to this trade deal is we want them not to be a communist nation. That's why I've said from the beginning. It's not, well, oh, I'm so smart, and, and I know, uh, you know, uh, I, I forgot, you know, the, the Chinese president calls me up all the time. No. But I do know how to read. I do know what we're asking for, right? We want, hey, we don't want to partner with you, number one. Number two, we, we don't want to hand over all of our technology that we bring. To, to your country. And then number three, will you please stop stealing the stuff that we don't bring? And of course, that flies in the face of what? Of what a communist country is. Right? A communist country, hey, anything that's here belongs to us. So, I, again, I, it, it's not a trait thing to begin with. Communist China wants to control the entire world, including Americans. You know, when we talk about you know, their Belt and Road Initiative, oh, well, you know, it's from the uh, eastern shores of Europe to the western shores of Asia. No, it's not. It's the entire globe. They are not our partner. They're never going to be our partner under these existing leadership teams. According to Florida Senator Rick Scott. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's that is the truth. You want the truth? There it is. They're not our partner. They don't plan on being our partner. Right? They're they're like that friend. You know that friend that you, 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 you know he's a cool guy and and you know you wanna you want to be cool with the other cool guy but deep down inside you know hey this guy's a jerk right he takes stuff right he's always uh grabbing my uh ding dong out of my lunch Right, you know, every time we go out, I've got to pay for them and all this. That's China. They are never going to be our partner. He goes on to say, "I believe we've got 
to live in reality. How many months are we going to talk about this? They're not going to do what we need them to do. Finally, that's reality. And I know you don't like reality. This is why gold's up, by the way. Right? News broke out of China that China is, is steadfast that, hey, we're not agreeing to phase one until you take off tariffs. And, of course, that's not a plan. And, and China's more than one. Listen, they'll have all the constructive talks you want. Right? They'll talk till the cows come home. But know this, they are not our friend. We made a mistake, right? Free trade with communist China was a mistake. And I remember thinking about, you know, all the things that we were supposed to build and ship over there, right? And here we are, we got this big trade war going on. And we've got Ford, who, you know, what a, you know, okay, now Ford didn't get the bailout, right? GM and Chrysler did, but let's face it, Ford was going to face the same fate if everybody else didn't get bailed out. Come out and say, hey, our new electric, right, the, the new invoke thing, the electric vehicle, hey, we'd like to build it over there, Right? And nobody cares. Nobody says anything, right? And 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 I'm sure that we we've just gotten used to it. And you think back to whatever happened to we were supposed to build it. That was never the plan. But again, if you go back to NAFTA and GATT, that's what they said. I remember. They told us, "Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna build stuff again. Free trade. We're gonna put Americans back to work. We're gonna. They need t televisions and blenders and toasters and vehicles, right? And they did. They're the largest car market in the world. Right? No one buys more cars than them, and of course." The reason why we have so many people out there, Larry Kudlow, and I've been warning you about this snake oil salesman from the beginning. He doesn't care about America. Most of them out there, and you need to understand this, you know, if we truly want to be woke, right? I get annoyed when, when I hear about uh, the these millennials going after their their uh, they've got pensions or if they they work for a, a company and they say hey we don't want you to invest in oil and 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 in natural gas or coal right trying to dictate you know we're going to save the environment but yet somehow we're not woke to the fact that most of us unknowingly or knowingly and really you really don't have much of a choice help finance the decline of America and this is the problem you know when they sit there and they talk about don't worry about the debt don't worry about us spending trillions we can just keep printing more money and it'll just be fine 
We're not going to have hyperinflation. We're, we're going to have deflation. And, and don't worry. And we'll just have the, the central bank will buy everything. You know what the realities are? The realities are it's made us weak. That's what this debt does. It forces us to get in bed with the devil. Right? It forces us to make deals that we know are bad for America. I mean, think about it. almost every trade deal we've ever done in the modern era has been a bad deal for us, right? Almost across the board. I mean, we can't even get a, a, a good trade deal with Brazil or Mexico or anybody else for that matter. And the reason is we've weakened ourselves with all of this debt, right? We've made these deals because we had to, but we didn't have to. See, if we wanted to come back and admit that the central bank has been destroying America from the inside, but they didn't. They were able to trick us, weren't they? They control the media. They control what you hear. So you don't really realize it's happening. But Rick Scott's got it right. They're never going to be our partners. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Trump's total rejection of globalism in his recent speech at the U.N. touched on all the major crises facing our world today. Trump included a warning to China about how it handles unrest in Hong Kong, saying how China chooses to handle the situation will say a great deal about its role in the world in the future. Trump also mentioned the despair in Venezuela as an illustration that socialism and communism are not about justice, they are not about equality, they are not about lifting up the poor, and they are certainly not about the good of their nation. Socialism and communism are about one thing only, power for the ruling class. Trump's words are backed up by the largest neighbor of Venezuela. Brazil is led by Jair Bolsonaro, who addressed the UN before Trump. Bolsonaro praised Trump's opposition to illegal immigration and described how he wanted to have a great Brazil, just like Trump wants to have a great America. Trump found time during his speech to call out the media and liberal universities, too. He unabashedly proclaimed, Media and academic institutions push flat-out assaults on our histories, traditions, and values. The deep state received recognition by Trump, too, and not of the good kind. Trump said, A faceless bureaucracy operates in secret and weakens democratic rule. Trump again exceeded expectations by being the finest advocate for the unborn to ever reside in the White House. Trump told the U.N. that Americans will also never tire of defending innocent life. And he criticized how many United Nations projects have attempted to assert a global right to taxpayer-funded abortion on demand, right up till the moment of delivery. While Trump says and does what he promised as a candidate, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi caved in to the far left of the Democrat Party. The same day Trump was speaking to world leaders at the U.N., Pelosi opened an impeachment inquiry to improperly try to weaken Trump's authority. 
It's clear to all what side Pelosi's on in the war against globalism. Globalism is a stepchild of communism, and neither should be the future for any nation. All nations should take Trump's words to heart about making their own countries great again, as some already are. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Trading Group and AllAmericanGold.com. This morning, there was a unscheduled, wasn't on the calendars. Uh, no one even knew it was happening. Meeting between the president, Jay Powell and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Now, the mainstream media, and I'm sure you've probably already seen it on TV, wants to tell you they were meeting about the economy. Yes, yes. They they were talking about, you know, what what's happening uh, out there in the marketplace, and that's all it was. They were just meeting to, uh, to discuss... Uh, what what's going on with it when it comes to uh, the economy and employment and and you know all of those things that have to do with the central bank and I'm here to tell you I don't believe it I don't think that's what they were meaning about at all I don't think they were discussing the economy or growth or employment or inflation because let's face it. Right? It, it, isn't that what they already do? Right? I mean, he just spent two days testifying in front of Congress. Of course, very slickly omitting new repo operations. Uh, I actually think something far worse, you know, as these repo auctions keep getting bigger. And not just bigger, longer. Right. First, it started out, hey, just day to day, and just for a little while. Right. We just got to get over this little hump. Remember what the repo op- uh, uh, auction started as? Hey, tax obligations. Right. And I was sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, what are you talking about? I mean, you know, yeah, a lot of uh, businesses, especially bigger businesses, pay quarterly taxes. They have for decades. It's not the big tax one. You know, it's just a regular old quarterly tax. They need a repo auction for that? They don't have enough liquidity 
to cover all of the tax checks that need to be written to Uncle Sam? I mean, that's kind of what they led you to believe. Of course, now uh, the repo auctions are unlimited. We don't even know when they're going to end. Because you know why? I don't think they're going to end at all. Then they introduced uh, a new one. Now this lady, latest one, up to 42 days, they're going to allow banks to borrow money. 42 days at a time. How bad is it? And I think this is what I think they were really meeting about. I think there's a couple of banks that are in trouble. I don't know who they are. But but know this. It is not Johnson Bank. Right? It's, not, it's not that bank. Right? No one cares about some farm bank in the middle of the heartland. Okay? They don't care about, you know... Johnson's Farm and Loan. They don't care about those banks. No. And I don't know if it's one. My guess is it's probably more than one major global bank is in trouble. And think about this for a minute. Just hear me out. Because I know what a lot of, oh, come on, double, don't scare me. It's not, not scaring you. Okay. I hate when people say that too. It, it, it's the and again, it's only because the narrative is controlled by somebody else. You know, these repo auctions make no sense. Is there an emergency? And the answer is yes. See, this is the problem. The house is on fire, and we're all still in it. And they're telling us, "Don't worry, it's fine." The whole globe has rates, if they're not negative, they're right next to negative. Look at us. A 10-year note doesn't even get you 2%. Right? And now these repo auctions are another form of easing, right? We're adding to the balance sheet again. We're trying to make it easy. But here's the thing. When you think about banks, they're supposed to make money on the spread. Right? I borrow at this, and I loan it at that. Well, if the Fed's funds rate is, let's just say the Fed's funds rate is 1.5 to 1.75. That's the official, let's just call it 1.6. Okay? The Fed's funds rate today is 1.6, 1.6. If the 10-year note is only yielding one point eight right in the seven year the five year the two year all yield less than that how can the bank make any money see when we had more normal economic times see nobody talks about it anymore right it's like a dirty little secret used to be when the Fed's funds rate was 5%. The 10-year note would be like 7 and a quarter. Right? You'd have two, at least 2%, if not up to 2, 2, 2.5% spread between the Fed's funds rate and the 10-year note rate. 
right? There was some money to be made. Now we're lucky to get two-tenths of a spread between the 10-year note and the Fed's funds rate. And all over the globe, it doesn't matter, pick a country. The spreads are about the same. There is none. Now, banks, you know, they've got tricks up their sleeve, and they charge you fees, and heaven forbid, I don't even know what bouncing a check costs, but heaven, you know, you don't use the right ATM, it costs you $5. Right? Remember when the ATM used to, they used to charge the 50 cents, and then it was a dollar. Then it was $2 for a long time. Now I don't even know what it is. I try never to do it. And they whack you on credit cards, right? Credit card rates are like the highest ever. But now these spreads are so tight. And you're starting to hear about bankruptcies, defaults, right? We know about subprime autos. Over the weekend, we learned bankruptcies on the American farms is the worst it's been since the crisis. Is there banks in trouble? Sounds like that's why you'd have a super secret private meeting, right? Don't you think they could otherwise just had a phone call? I don't know. I'm just a conspiratorial thinker. Welcome back, 800. 800- Nine five one zero five nine two. That is the toll-free number here at Patriot. Put some more gold away. If you haven't put any away, call us and get it done today. Listen, we're the easiest gold company to deal with. I promise you. We'll tell you what you need to know. We don't have any bait-and-switch no fancy brochures. You don't need fancy brochures. You really don't. The only time you need a fancy brochure is you want to rip people off. Right? That's why the 401k is like probably the worst investment of all time. We got to do it. Don't get me wrong. You want to buy as close to spot as possible and stay as private as possible. And when you do that, you're going to be okay. And that's all we do here. And we do it every day. Five days a week, year after year. We've been doing this for almost 25 years. Uh, so, in, and you know, staying in business that long in America today and not being a mega corporation, it's hard to do anymore. You know, you need to do it. Get it done. 800 951 So, we're talking about why did Jay Powell go to the White House today? Kind of odd, right? I mean, they just cut rates three times this year, started increasing the balance sheet. Matter of fact, seemingly never ends now, this quantitative easing that they're not calling quantitative easing. And we, we're thinking about now we're over a decade of no spreads for the banks to make money on loans. And we're starting to, you know, see some cracks. You know, we're talking about farm bankruptcies, talking about subprime auto defaults, and 
and we're starting to see it, you know, on the rise. But that's not big enough. You know, remember, let me remind you of some phrases that we've forgotten about, right? Remember the CDOs, right? That was where the problem was. When you re, if you remember the uh, the cycle that led us to all the issues where these uh, uh, rarely traded loans called collateralized debt obligations. Well, like anybody, you know, they learn from their mistakes. The CDOs that invested in the, you know, the subprime mortgage-backed securities, <laughs> that was really, that was the problem. And the mortgage-backed securities themselves, the MBSs, were at the center of the great financial crisis. The issuance of CDOs ceased after the financial crisis right really haven't heard about them again but you know what there's other forms of securitization that have grown significantly right because they didn't go away see the bank they don't want you to know i told you they didn't fix it the problem was right in the title by the way too big to fail I mean, right there. They only made these banks bigger, and by bigger, more risky. See, one of the things that bringing these rates down to where they are at today, these pathetic rates, rates that only two decades ago you had to be an absolute madman to believe that you could do this can't do that you know what you'll do you'll destroy everything and trust me that's exactly what's happening you don't you don't know it but it's happening see where did all the loans go to i mean does apple borrow money yeah once in a while you know amazon you know disney netflix they don't need money all of the loans have saved all of these companies that should have went out of business. And they're everywhere, right? We look at Sears and Kmart. They're still in business. I mean, there's hardly anything left of them, right? J.C. Penney's, Demon Marcus, those are just retailers. There's so many non-retailers that are in the same boat. They're called CLOs. Yes, not CDO. See, it's different. These are collateralized loan obligations invest mainly in what they called leverage loans, which are nothing more than bank loans to firms. A lot of them you probably own stock in, whether you know it or not, that are highly indebted, have high debt service costs, relative to earnings and are typically rated below investment grade. Don't tell them double because the guys on TV, they don't tell you this stuff. 
Oh, why, they're adjusted earnings beat the street by a penny. <laughs> and they're buying back their own stock. And, of course, don't tell them that they borrowed the money at uh, junk debt levels. The rapid growth of this single category, the CLO, is strikingly parable, uh, runs striking parallels to the development in the U.S. subprime mortgage arena. See, instead of it being subprime, it's now subprime homes. No, subprime businesses. Are we facing a blowout in these? Well, there's been a lot of talk about how no one wants to buy any of these. We're going to finish with that. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I got a a great special today, it, but it is super limited. I've got twenty five five dollar Indians, right? These are these are the male ones, right? These are the ones that had the NQ's design. You know, the only U.S. coin in in U.S. mint history that I know of where they actually engraved into the coin. Uh, they were thought to carry the plague. Uh, super, super limited minting. I think these were only minted for nine years, uh, maybe ten. But uh, they're four hundred and twenty-five dollars today. These twenty-five, four hundred dollars. Same price as a five-dollar lib today at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So Jay Powell just goes to the White House today on an unscheduled, unannounced, oh, no, they're talking about the economy and unemployment and inflation. and uh, Come on. I mean, I was born at night, just not last night. Why was he there? You know, you, you heard, have you guys heard, you know, they blamed J.P. Morgan. Right? They're the ones that started the, the crisis and the repo market stuff because they didn't want to lend their excess reserves? Why do you think that was? Right? Who was it? Was it Wells Fargo? Was it B of A? Was it City? Maybe it was Deutsche? Was it Deutsche Bank? Right? Who was it? I don't know. Was it Barclays? Which banks was it? My guess is the reason why J.P. Morgan didn't want to lend is because they're like, wait a minute, man, we see your balance sheet. Your whole company earnings, your lendings, you're making subprime loans to, to companies. Right? They got to make margin. Like I said, they can't stay in business loaning to Apple. <laughs> Apple's going to be like, listen, hey, Fed fund rates one six, right? We're we're actually better than the Fed, right? We're not paying anything, right? They can't make money lending to them. And my guess is, my guess is it's more than one bank. I don't know, uh, you know, where they're like, you know, because it's global. It could be any of the the global banks, but you know they're all in it. Obviously, some are in it more than others. And we've been seeing stories now for the last month 
about the CLOs. I haven't talked about it because I really uh, wanted to wait until I got more details about what was happening. And it's fair, here. here's what the CLOs are. These are subprime loans made to businesses. Subprime loans made to businesses. And the only reason they, these businesses exist is because all these rates around the world went to nothing. And so now we're they're talking about, hey, this is where all the growth has been. And it looks like that growth's gonna stop now. And now the problem is what do we do with all that debt that got created? Nobody wants it. What happens if we slow down does come? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two five dollar Indians for the same price as a five dollar Liberty today at four hundred dollars. This program.